I've seen podcasts that have this type of intro. I don't get it. Like, I sound like I came out of a muffled robotic vagina. I don't know. Anyways. Welcome back to Droolish. This is Joey. And this is an intro. Welcome back to Droolish, my friends. It's been a while since I've created an episode, and to that, I apologize. Uh, generally, I, I, I like to do these uh, in spurts, and then I usually get burnt out, and then I regret it. So I'm going to focus on moderation. All right? I'm saying this to myself out loud. Moderation. I'm also going to be changing a couple of things up with this podcast episode. Uh, the last episode, I realized uh, recording a 10-hour podcast, creating a list, and talking about it for 10 hours, despite the fact that it was laid out in many different days, and, and I don't know, it, it was just exhausting. And also trying to do some things with YouTube with the whole podcast thing, and that was what uh, inspired my, my uh, podcast idea for the previous episode. But it gave me burnout, so... Let's press on, and I feel refreshed, my friends. I'm very surprised, to be honest. Uh, I've actually reached, I think, almost the 600 download mark. So I'm going to pull up my fireside, and you guys obviously can't see me, but uh, if you're new to the podcast, this is a sleep and relaxation podcast where, yes, I do tend to get a little bit excited, especially the more I do these podcasts, I tend to get more excited, but I try to be semi-interesting enough for you to keep the attention to not fall asleep. Maybe not. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I just use my voice. Turns out people fall asleep to my voice half the time, or at least in client meetings, that's the case. So I wanted to continue this and just talk more about whatever's on my mind. Uh, in, In this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about the NFL which to some of you who are listening might actually keep you awake, but trust me, I'll make it a goal for you to sleep. Uh, if I haven't already, then I'm certainly well on my way. But uh, I'm excited for the NFL season. I caught the Packers game last night. Uh, for, for your information, even though when I do record these episodes, it takes me a couple of days to set it up, so by the time you've probably heard this, uh, I might actually be way past that. Hell, it might even be like week three of the NFL. But I'm, no, no, no. I'm releasing this one today, which is September 6th. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, I'm decided I'm just going to let this keep going, uh, try to be a little bit more candid because sometimes I overthink way too much when I do this podcast, and it actually is feels like it's more of a detriment for me to, uh, what's the right word? Well, overthink. <laughs> Essentially that. I, just, I don't know. I hate freezing up. And I think one of the things I need to work on, uh, not only for this podcast, but in general, is just I need to know what the hell I'm talking about before I say it. And I tend to get pretty excited. So uh, with the NFL, I'm super hyped up. And I also realized I went off in 20 different tangents in the last two minutes. So uh, I want to first say thank you guys for listening. I have, according to Fireside have 568 total downloads, which, I don't know, I'm a big numbers guy, 
And I don't know. I think that's pretty. I think it's pretty cool. And I don't know how many of you people actually listen wholeheartedly or whatever. But if you do, uh, feel free to. Um, I don't know. Message me on Twitter or join the Facebook group thing. Uh, I mean, I probably could work on improving these introductions, but I feel a little bit rusty, and and I really just don't want to spend 18 hours mentally hyping myself up to set up a podcast where I'd rather just run with it and then, you know, make it better and editing and whatnot with, like, sounds and whatever. Anyway, going back to, like, the podcast stuff, I've had, had 96 downloads of my latest episode, and I think it was released about a month ago maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, very cool. And what's telling, especially for this, is I have 96 episodes, and this is the five-parter from the anime one, and uh, I noticed there are 38 downloads for the first episode. And looking at the chart, it seems like people, some some of you people are downloading episode 10, and then, or the, the latest, ep- last episode, and then go back and download the first part of the last episode, which I'm clearly confusing you all at this point. So I'm going to drop the subject completely um, and just, I don't know, just begin. So I'm beginning. <laughs> so football season is kicking off, and one of my favorite things to do, uh, especially for the NFL, is play survival football. It's... To me, it's not a it's not as intense as standard fantasy football, and frankly, I prefer I prefer this over fantasy football because I don't want to spend two to three hours a day keeping keeping up in the news of my lineup, figuring out who to add and do all that shenanigans. I freaking love it. It's just it's just too much of a time sink for me, and I feel like I could be recording a podcast or just making it making an ass out of myself doing other things. And I don't know. Plus, I haven't won uh, fantasy football in ten years or twenty years. Uh, actually, I haven't played in I haven't played in fifteen years. I played throughout high school. I finished second place every year. It's kind of frustrating. I was sick of losing. Excuse me for the water. Uh, just FYI, too, if you're still new to the podcast, which is great because I mentioned it six minutes in. Uh, generally around music, sorry, generally around the 10, 15 minute mark, I usually add um, some lo-fi hip-hop and some background noise too, but I'm starting to think that the lo-fi music might be a little bit too distracting, so I'm thinking just focusing on different white noises, which is probably going to be rain, and rain is just going to be gradually coming in um, throughout the first 10 or so minutes versus just it appearing at the 15 minute mark, so uh, I don't know, maybe around this point you might actually audibly hear the uh, rain sounds, so uh, I I figure it's a lot easier to just blend the background white noise in than to abruptly throw it in. At least that's how I, at least that's how I think. Uh, I spend spend a lot of time when I'm focused on the podcast to figure out uh, how to to make the experience better. Uh, You know, if it's if it's my long-windedness or my voice or the stories I tell or whatever, that's great. But if there are any additional aids that I can offer, uh, then I'm going to try to do that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm pretty committed to 
kind of healthy sleep because I don't know I'm, I'm usually a big big advocate of mental health and kind of I don't know just talking out loud or or kind of just getting crap off your chest uh, for clarity and all that fun jizz or jazz or whatever <laughs> so yeah uh, but going back to survival football I'm super excited because uh, it's very rare that I get to talk about my strategies for survival football and it's not so much um, that it's easy or hard it's it's just watching it, it's how, how should I phrase it so survival football is a league where every week you pick one team to win sounds pretty straightforward however once you pick that team you cannot can no longer pick it again in the season so if you wanted to pick say new england kansas city st louis new orleans uh who else is super good like philadelphia seattle all those teams then uh you know by week eight you're in theory if you get all this right then uh, then you're going to have to start picking a lot of marginal teams. And that's where a lot of people tend to falter. Uh, but one of my favorite things to do or things to analyze is week one of the NFL. Week one of the NFL is by far my favorite week of the NFL season. And not just because it's kickoff time. It's, you know, I watch that game. It's all, you know, football's awesome. It's, it's rather... You have all these top-level analysts. You have all these top-paid journalists, figureheads, that obviously they're trying to make money doing this, but they, quote-unquote, analyze preseason games. They talk about how people are performing when most of the time there are so many different variants uh, related to the preseason that it doesn't, in my opinion, completely validate how that regular season is going to be. So a lot of these matchups on paper sound like they could be uh, like yeah, yeah, like I said on paper it could be easy picks and the reality is due to the randomness of the week one and the shenanigans that can always happen because there are so many unknowns that are out there uh, the amount of quote unquote upsets or the amount of people that generally get demolished week one uh, is always higher than what people anticipate so for me I always have a, a really good a good sense of figuring out, you know, what team, you know, what teams to avoid early weeks, and then what teams to start picking later on. Uh, on, I would say, on average, for me, I would, I would probably say I can get to uh, the last few years, gotten to like week thirteen, week fifteen. I think there was one year I got out week three, but that's because I, was a freaking idiot. But uh, I don't know. I, I've been doing this long enough to, to at least hold out a deep run. Now, obviously I'm putting my ass out on the line here because I am recording this on a podcast, so I, I better be right. So uh, this episode is, com- is completely dedicated to football, uh, mainly the survival football and kind of more of what I think about the Detroit Lions because they are my team. So uh, if that doesn't interest you, then certainly keep listening because you'll be hitting the hay very fast. And if it does interest you, then you probably should just listen during the day and don't fall asleep. So, heading into week one of the NFL, I will admittedly say I have done very little research on matchups and kind of how the teams have been 
performing in the offseason. Uh, maybe the occasional Reddit post I might look at or check out ESPN to see if there's any big trades. But outside of my own team, which even then I have done a terrible job uh, of doing my own analysis, uh, this is going to be more of a homer type uh, week. And I, I don't say I don't think there's anything wrong with it because I'm frankly right most of the time. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. But uh, but if you're interested in in joining uh, me playing survival football, uh, check out fantasy for uh, fantasy sports forward slash survival. There's a group name number um, after the survival forward slash three five three two five forward slash six. I don't know. All I did was type in survival football free. And that's what popped up was Yahoo. And there's like a $25,000 contest. So I'm, I'm in it to win it, my friends. In it to win it. That said, yesterday's game already happened between Green Bay and Chicago. And it seems like a lot of people pick Chicago to win. Wow, that's terrible. Like, uh, like, okay, okay. So, before I even continue to commentate and say why it's terrible, I'm going to give my like first rule, first rule of survival football, especially week one. Don't pick division rivals. Those are like the worst matchups. Like, those are always a fifty-fifty game. So, unless you have to pick a team that's a divisional matchup, I would try to avoid it all at all cost. Uh, I would even be a little bit nervous if it was like the Patriots versus like the Bills. Okay, um, there's always this random shenanigans, and that happens way too often. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it feels like it's almost a 50-50 chance, unless we look at the history that says, oh, Patriots beat whatever team 20 times in a row, you know. Uh, obviously, look at those trends. Try to avoid boost rivals. So going down uh, per game in order with the fantasy, or sorry, for the survival football. My team name is... Droolish wins it all because I'm pretty confident I'm going to win this. And if not, then I'm equally confident I'll make an ass out of myself. Both are hilarious either way because I'm having a blast. So the first game, Green Bay, Chicago, I would avoid that. The, uh, the next game I see here is Tennessee versus Cleveland. So we have the Titans who are 0-0, obviously, it's week one. Um with only a 0.09% of the fan base picking it, picking them to win. Um, they're facing the Browns, which 5.83% of the whole survival football community is picking them to win this week. Uh, I should just say, in this case, a majority of people are picking Cleveland to win compared to Tennessee. So look, I'm going to look at the lines right now on ESPN and some, some sports betting sites. So, uh, I'm going to check out football, football odds. Okay, so on paper, I don't think they're division rivals. It's off the top of my head. Uh, the Titans are coming off an okay-ish season, uh, I recall. So uh, I'm pulling up another tab for ESPN. Pulling up NFL, and I'm going to check out the Titans. Now, it's not too, like, I'm not going to say this is, Amazing, like this is just base level research. But for the Titans, I wanted to look at their uh, schedule last season or their record last season. And in 2018, 
2018, they went four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine and seven. So yeah, they went nine and seven last year. So they are more or less a playoff caliber team. They finished strong, uh, winning four or five. So they are riding a lot of good momentum. I don't know what happened in the offseason. If there's anything that happened in the offseason um, with coaching or you know, some coordinators that could come into play. But uh, is Mariota is still injured because they were on a roll once, like during the last weeks, and then they lost week 17 when Gabbert came in. So who is playing today? Or this week? So we got depth chart here. Because Mariota is a pretty decent quarterback overall. So he is starting. Okay. So Mariota is starting, and they're facing a very, very, very hot Cleveland Browns team that finished the season incredibly strong. And there's been a lot of hype with Baker Mayfield and with the whole recent Odell Beckham trade. Uh, it's certainly going to be or his move or whatever. Uh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of hype and a lot of expectations for a team that finished, what, 0-16 a couple years ago. Like, there's a lot of hype, and I would be more pressed to, you know, I would actually likely pick Cleveland. Um, that's my that's my leading pick so far, if I had to pick a team to win is, is Cleveland based on the matchup. But obviously this is the, this is the first, first game I'm actually analyzing and picking, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, Cleveland does fairly. It does seem like it could be a safe bet, but with Mariota back on on the helm, I am a little bit nervous that the, that the first game shenanigans might make Cleveland lose. I hope not. Uh, if Cleveland handily defeats Tennessee, then I would feel a lot better making second second week picks on them. Uh, it, it it just seems so absurd to place all of your survival football skills in like hope in the Browns week one of the NFL. Like, it's the most, like, shotgunning approach, like, crapshoot type play that that I see. So, if there are better matchups, I'm going to pick them, but, uh, but I would probably avoid the Browns, at least for the for the time moment, or for, for the current time, for a moment. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Wait, is everything, is my voice adjusting? Yeah, whatever, I'll worry about it post-editing. Next matchup, uh, Baltimore at Miami. That is a very interesting one because 12 or, or 15% of the community picked Baltimore Ravens uh, as their survival team. And they're facing the Dolphins, which is 0.06% picked. Now, if you're one of the people that picked the Dolphins to win this game, place that on a sports, like, place that on sports, like, go to Bodog, or what is it, Bovada, America's Car Room, or, I don't know, any other online gaming site, and the one I'm in, like, looking at Vegas Insider right now, uh, let's see here, Vegas Insider, the Baltimore-Miami game, the Baltimore is a minus four, yeah, like, they're, they're minus four, so, I mean, they're not even that big of a, like, like, they, like it's not a huge edge they have so as much like, like I just don't get why if you have if you believe in Miami like that would be a perfect bet to go double down in at the casino but for survival like even if you believe they're gonna win 
Like, it's week one, you can't prove it, and everything indicates that Baltimore can, is the stronger team. Uh, the only wild card factor, which I would avoid picking Baltimore, again, I'm just I'm trying to find picks, trying trying to find reasons to pick a team. If I find reasons to not pick a team, it's generally, you know, that, that's all I focus on. Like I, I just find, I need reasons to win and, and avoid re, avoid logical reasons that aren't. Uh, the only thing that doesn't make sense for Baltimore is that they're facing Fitzpatrick. And we all know it's either going to be Fitch Magic or Fitz Tragic. It's a 50-50 shot. So this is a sneaky game that I can see Miami actually winning as an upset pick. Just me, pers- my personal opinion. Uh, but uh, but I'm not confident enough for it to be like my sole survival in survival football. And if I had any, I don't know, between the Browns and the, and the Ravens, I would actually favor the Browns more as a team that I would pick so far. So... Um, as my, as my leading survival team, but I don't have any, I don't have like on a confidence scale. It's like Browns six and a half confidence, Baltimore six confidence. Uh, the next matchup, which just seems like no one wants to touch at all are the Falcons at the Vikings. Like very few people picked and out of the teams that people have chosen to represent them this week. Only 0.54% of the populace, the survival football populace, has picked Minnesota. So I'm assuming that's like giving them a whole home field edge. And I can't imagine too many people. Let's see, let's look at the odds here. Minnesota. Minnesota. That's how we all talk. I actually don't know if my octave went down or up. Because I'm here. Alright, so I'm looking for Minnesota on my Vegas. Insider.com notes, but I don't see anything here. Am I crazy? I think I am crazy. Or did they mix all of these up? Oh, it's the very top one. <laughs> okay, so Minnesota has a bigger edge. Okay, Minnesota has a bigger edge. They're at minus four and a half than the Ravens do. And yet, again, this doesn't make any sense. Vegas is pretty good at understanding these odds. Like, in theory, based off the odds, and I'm more likely to believe it, because Minnesota is still pretty beastly. Uh, if I had a pick between those, I would actually feel... No, it's asking. I'm not going to say that. Uh, it's just I'm always worried about shenanigans with Miami. But um, but I would, I would feel comfortable picking Minnesota... Um, but probably not over Baltimore, um, not over Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, so, so they're not really my biggest team to pick. But but the odds, I don't like. I don't know if there's any news going in or out, and it doesn't seem like based off of the, what we've all seen so far and what people are picking. I just don't see how how picking either team makes sense right now. So moving on, another another game. Uh, seems like battle of oh, whatever the hell this is going going, going to be. Buffalo at the Jets. Now, I know a little bit about the Jets. So I want to see if these two teams have history. I don't know who they're... See, I, I, don't, I openly a little bit like I don't know what the hell... Uh, how strong the Jets are or how weak they are. But I know the Bills have been struggling big time. And 
This is more of me believing that the Bills are going to lose than the Jets are going to win. And actually, I'm not going to overthink too much because I don't, I just can't, I can't believe, I, I just refuse to believe the Jets are actually that strong. Like, they went minus three and a half, more or less even, minus three even, because it's home field advantage. So it's a toss-up. Uh, what the both teams like vastly underperformed last year. Uh, might I might be incorrect, but uh, let's do 2018 football records. Yeah, I really wish ESPN just gave me something like, "Hey, here are my records." Like one one click, and I go through like 20 different things. I believe I feel like I sound like an old man just talking out loud. I don't know. I, I feel at peace. I feel like this is therapy, and I definitely need to be doing this more often. Uh, just get to hear my thoughts out loud. Love to hear myself talk out loud. And you guys get to fall asleep. It's like a trifecta of win-win-win. So last year, I had to Google it. Really. Oh, okay. NFL home standings. Yeah, I'm a fool. So yeah, the Jets finished 4-12, and and... Buffalo finished six and ten. It's a, oh, it's a division game. Yeah, I'm way off. So yeah, I'm avoiding it. Avoiding division game. Washington at Philadelphia. Why is there 18.77 percent of the population picking Philadelphia? Okay, I actually get it. Uh, I was I would assume this is the right team to pick, given how terribly run the Red St- Redskins organization and they're facing away. Uh, this is by far the Eagles is probably my favorite pick uh, out of all of them that makes sense at the moment. Uh, so I'm going to highlight Philadelphia and I'm going to see if there's any reasons to not pick them. Uh, if there aren't any like legitimate reasons, on let's say like the trends of Washington, uh, like Washington trends. So last year, Washington skins finished seven and nine. They kind of ooh, they've they are a false team. Their difference is negative 78, and they finished the season on a downturn, losing two in a row. Compared to the Giants, that only had a negative 43-point differential with two more losses. Oh, man, this this team looks like it's just made of glass. Uh, Redskins, Jay Gruden, back in familiar spot, coaching his jobs. He had three straight years without playoffs. Uh, who's the quarterback still? Is it is Alex Smith back? No, it's Case Keenum. Yeah, Alex Smith is... so. Case Keenum, and I haven't seen him play specifically yet, so, or, like, I haven't seen him play either in the preseason, which, again, is more or less irrelevant, but I haven't, I just don't recall what he did last year. So, I mean, was he good last year? Let's see here. Like, I'm just trying to find reasons to not pick the Eagles. If I can find enough, then I'll avoid it. But it doesn't seem to be the case. They did win the last week. What the? Why is there NFL? Okay. Let's do the ESPN videos. Yeah, Case Keenum. Seventh season. He wasn't terrible last year. He was on par. He was just middle of the road. Yeah, he threw a lot more inter- a lot more interceptions, but I believe he was traded midseason? Or was that like the Alex Smith when he broke his leg? Or did he break his leg last year? All right. So... Uh, I also believe this is like one of those quarterback battles that happened too. And that he had a fight for his role. Yeah, uh, let's see, loss, loss, loss. Yeah, he finished the season terribly. 
yeah, the Eagles, I don't want to say seem like a lock. I just need to find reasons to not pick the Eagles at this at this stage of the game because the Eagles are coming off, I believe, a phenomenal postseason led by Nick Foles, and Carson Wentz is pretty good. Like, he's very good. He just has the poise of a veteran QB. He's got good vision. He's got a pretty decent arm. Despite being injury prone, he, he he's just a solid quarterback that I would trust. You know, assuming injuries weren't a right thing. So let the team work for you. Reduce the risk for himself. Okay. So I'm still not finding any reason to not pick the Eagles. Like, not even my ass backwards logic. This doesn't make any sense. All logic would indicate that the Eagles just make the most sense. Like, if the Skins went away, coming off of a pit-fire season, facing Carson Wentz, who's just ready to ball. And that guy's balled, like, I don't know, he's just always good. So, I have no I have no real qualms at the moment. Now, the next game, like that, the next game, I had a hiccup, and I had a little voice inflection. Deal with it. <laughs> no, okay, let's seriously. I'll tone it down. I know we're kind of in the 30-minute mark, and I'm hoping to make these episodes just a little bit shorter, between uh, 60 and 90 minutes, I think. That's a good, that's a good amount of time. I, had, I don't want people trying to listen to this podcast uh, for three to four hours straight when realistically it doesn't. Like you should be, hopefully you're sleeping by at most hour two. Uh, but that can obviously change for me. Uh, you guys let me know if, uh, I don't know what you guys like, to, what, what you like so far from the podcast. Do you like these types of, Mini analyst things, these these one-off um, episodes or or longer episodes that are dedicated to like a longer list. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm open to ideas, and uh, I actually actively listen to it on Twitter. I know I don't post too much on Twitter, but uh, I'm working on improving that a little bit to um, one, you know, uh, not just promote the podcast, but to. Uh, I really do hope that this podcast does help others, and if I'm able to benefit, um, and if benefit, but like help me benefit others benefiting, whatever the phrasing that is, um, I don't know, it makes it worth it to me. Besides, you guys don't have to listen to any, any, any of this, so it's, I don't know, it, I just find it crazy that you guys listen, so, uh, going to the next week, there are a lot of matchups, okay? The Los Angeles Rams versus Carolina Panthers. I think these are two Super Bowl, Super Bowl caliber teams, and they've been Super Bowl caliber teams uh, every couple of years, or at least what it feels like the last couple of years. And I would not touch either one with a stick, knowing that the Eagles have. It just seems like it's such a lock for now, and and I just want to get out of Week One. That's all that matters. Like, there's going to be many different. There's going to be injuries, different storylines later on, and I'm trying to maximize. The I'm trying to maximize getting into week two. Like that's all I care about. Just get to week two. I'll have more information, and then I can pick five or six teams that make sense, and then think about the long term. But I just need to get past week one. You know, I don't want to be. It, it's just way too early to be thinking about. You know, how do I play week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? Because everything can change in a single week in the NFL. So. Besides, there's only 16 games. 
the variance of you know everyone playing a level in a single day is so high like it just doesn't logically make sense so anyway enough of me holding my breath and speaking for like 20 seconds straight I'm avoiding the the Rams and the Panthers the other game that doesn't have many picks uh, which is interesting is Kansas City at the Jaguars only 4% have picked Kansas City to win uh, on paper it doesn't make too much sense for Jacksonville unless of course now I'm thinking about it Big Dick Nick has shown up on the Jaguars, which I'm a big fan of Nick Foles. Like, phenomenal guy. Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning QB. Uh, just played lights out towards the end of last season. Sneaks the Eagles into the playoffs. Um, man who's blessed with a double doink uh, for the Bears and was, I believe it was an Aishan Jeffrey bobble away from almost getting to the NFC Championship. Uh, that dude just knows how to win. Uh, listen to interviews from the guy, too. He He's a firm believer in just more of the, more bringing the leadership, betterness, and just, I don't know, trying to elevate his team. But, you, know, you know, I don't know, those types of players that make other people better. Uh, I believe Nick Foles is the type of quarterback that possesses that ability. So, uh, or I, I believe he has the ability to possess that. And I think now especially more than ever, and fingers crossed. Um, you know, he can he can make, uh, or he ends up in a great situation with Jaguar, with Jacksonville. That's what I hope for, is, um, you know, obviously in the Eagles system, he plays lights out, and I think his stint in Arizona didn't do, didn't, um, he didn't do so hot, and then, you know, back to or Eagles, and now he's at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm very interested to see what he does. Uh, and the fact that he's just on the team, uh, especially with Jacksonville's defense, uh, is enough. It, you know, it is enough for me to say, uh, avoid this game at all costs. Even picking it, and we've seen Kansas City time and time again lose games when they score forty points or fifty points. So it's not so much a, of of Kansas City's firepower. It's more so, you know, how can the other team adjust? And Jacksonville's a good enough team, at least on paper, to uh, to I don't know, I don't know uh, defeat them handily. Uh, not all the time, but uh, any given week, it seems like this this matchup's probably way more even than what people put on. And if I if if this were a if this were like a week like nine, no, I'll say like a week like fourteen pick. And you're going to use Kansas City, and they're facing facing off each other. Uh, I w- this would be a sneaky Jacksonville pick um, if you could if you didn't have any other good teams left. Uh, that's how close I think this matchup is. Is that you can reasonably put Jacksonville as the right team to win if you know if all the other you know if all the other obvious viable options don't exist. It's just that close. Uh, moving down to. This next one. Ooh, now we're entering the four o'clock games. So we have the Colts at the Chargers. The Chargers. I don't know why I even said it like with a terrible Boston accent. The Chargers. I don't know. 
just reminds me of like one of those old grand grandmothers that like smokes cigarettes all day and just blame like life on outside minorities and crap. Like, oh, you, ugh. oh, the world's changing. Ugh. Those damn charges running around, scoring points. Philip Rivers pouncing, pouncing his wife, creating his fiftieth kid. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, the Colts, if you are not aware, Colts fans, NFL fans, Andrew Luck is retired. Uh, probably one of the awesomest quarterbacks, like good guys. And when he played, he was phenomenal. I don't care what anyone says, if he was injured or not. He just uh, retired, cared about his health. And uh, it's plausible that he could come back, maybe take a few years off and then hopefully recover enough to try again. I've been hearing theories about that, but uh, but for all intents and purposes, he's gone. Not playing in the NFL anymore. Especially two weeks heading into the season. The LA Chargers look real, real good. Uh, I think the Chargers are more of a... Uh, like I can't put my finger on why they don't win more. Uh, the team is always explosive. And it seems like they're always in playoff contention, but they're never like a Super Bowl contender, oddly enough. Uh, but in any given Sunday, especially this week, I just don't have any reasons to pick against L.A. So uh, I might want to get my L.A. pick out of the way for now. But I also don't believe Wentz will... I mean, I hope that he is healthy the whole season, but, but I don't believe he will be based on what I've seen so far. So... I kind of want to get my Eagles pick out of the way and save my L.A. pick for later. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. This next game, Sunday, 4.05, you get to witness a potential slaughter, unless I'm wrong. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Seahawks. So this is, this might be, I can't say lock. I can never say lock. But they're, they're at the Seahawks. Did I say the Seagulls earlier? No, the Seahawks. Okay, yeah, 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 Seahawks. If I said Seagulls, my bad. I have to look this up in ESPN because I, I need reasons to not pick Seattle. Actually, my number one reason to not pick Seattle, and this is probably counterintuitive, but, like I've, but I equally feel that the Eagles are going to win their game. And I know it's a division rival, but... They're just so terrible. Like, it's just so terrible. Although, no. Like, if I follow that line, yeah, but... Uh, okay. All right. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I might I might pull away from the Eagles because... I have to figure out if... If... The Bengals finish 6-10. I don't know who the quarterback is. I don't know if... Depth chart. Andy Dalton? Ooh, sure. I, I don't know where they ranked last year. Uh, Andy Dalton is coming off of a terrible year. Like, a very terrible year. He lost his last three games. A touchdown. He, he actually didn't perform terribly at the end of the season. He had, In a win, he had two touchdowns, no interception. One touchdown, two interceptions, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And I think he was... In, is he benched or injured? Hmm. I'd like to know more more about the storyline because this somewhat intrigues me. On paper and logically, without me overthinking, 
Uh, I might pick Seattle. Okay, so my top three picks so far. But uh, I'm, I'm probably convincing myself that Cincinnati doesn't make much sense. Uh, I feel pretty confident in Seattle, but there's something in the back of my mind that says this game's going to be a lot closer than what we think. Uh, and again, this my, my goal is just to get out of season one, or season one, week one, with like the easiest pick, the easiest pick. And I feel like there are easier picks. Uh, I think the Los Angeles one is the easiest pick. The Seattle is my second, probably. The third one, I convinced myself that the Eagles should be an easy pick, despite the fact that it's a rival. But they're such they're so terrible. Like it, they're just beyond bad. That's the thing. All right, yeah, I'm gonna avoid the Eagles. Uh, Seattle is looking pretty good so far. The next game. New York Giants versus the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure they're rivals. I'm pretty sure they're also in the same division. Yep. Definitely in the same division and they're rivals. Like, I was 99% sure, and I don't even know why I questioned it. So, I, <laughs> if you can't tell, I've, I've slowly turned into a Fairweather fan. Because I've just been all over the place. I feel so ashamed. I love football so much, and I, and I need to watch it more. Uh, last year was a great year. Getting to watch Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield do their thing. Oh, yeah. There's so much good talent in the NFL right now. Uh, that's besides the point. New York versus the Cowboys. I just don't trust either team. I mean, Eli's still going to be around. The Cowboys, they are always an unknown in my mind every single week. So I'm avoiding that one. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll do like a NFL pick em. I know I missed the first game and I probably would have picked maybe the Green Bay Packers, but I can't say for, for sure. Uh, I like to document this stuff so I can say, I did it. I was right. Or I was wrong. So uh, I might do a football pick em with minus that game and make another episode doing that too. Or yeah, maybe, or maybe, maybe you just make it all in this one same episode. That would work. Make it like a Monday thing. Monday football or Thursday football. Whatever. I'll figure it out. Don't don't worry about me. Just I'm just doing my thing. The let's see. Yeah, I, I don't trust Giants or Dallas. The next game, my favorite game of the week. Detroit at Arizona. Arizona is a dumpster fire and there's a video on youtube and i'll link it to in the description um from Ron allen sports who's an amazing football analyst uh comes up with his own qb formulas and this is his first year of uh testing out everything that he's doing and he's just putting everything out there and i've been thoroughly impressed with his logic his dialogue of how he like explains uh his systems he creates his own algorithms which are very similar to what I would normally do uh, with my own like rankings of like analyst stuff. I sound like a kid, yeah, analyst stuff. But um, but but seriously, he's I don't know. He he's he's a man on a mission, and I'm pretty sure he's creating something super awesome. Uh, especially in wanting to create his own sports network that's more focused on more grittier details of like analytics that other analysts that get paid millions of years are always wrong about. So, so one, one thing he talked about, especially 
if there was ever a lock, and I've never said this with the Detroit Lions, and this is the first time I'm going to say this. This is my first lock, and I'm going to put all my marbles in, unless something else is better. But Arizona just has a terrible QB that's based off that. I'm echoing this guy's logic here, and I actually believe it. Um, you know, it's it's from what you've seen in the preseason on top of it. The preseason's supposed to be practice games, so you can't even take it seriously. And if he's on, and if Kyle Murray's just underperforming in the preseason, just wait until the real season starts. And I, I'm very hard pressed to believe that they have concocted some sort of miracle game plan that could beat the Lions, especially coming off of, I don't know. Uh, second year, your coach Matt Patricia that knows how to eviscerate poor offensive lines. At least from what I've seen, uh, he's very good at game planning. And the first season, yes, the Lions certainly had have had rough weeks, but I am very certain uh, Detroit is going to light it up uh, this week. This is going to be a phenomenal week, <laughs> and I wonder if. Lions are even favored? Are the Lions favored in this game? Let's see. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. It is... These are like... Detroit is slightly favored. Or it's even. Yeah, like minus two and a half or... Yeah, even. So this is... Very... Yeah. This is... This game on paper would almost seem like it's fine, but but this is one of those that I feel like I have, like, the inside scoop. Well, maybe not the inside scoop, but I'm feeling very confident, like, choosing Detroit week one because I honestly can never trust them. Like, they're my team. I know how they operate. They're one of the most ass-backwards teams out there. And I think this is the time where they're not going to be ass-backwards. They're going to be, well, What's the opposite of the S forwards? Like, like facing ass? I don't know. Um, but I, I trust them this week. And that's... Like, I always hope for them to win, but it's so hard for me to put, put faith, especially betting. Or at least any sort of gamble. But I believe in Detroit. San Francisco versus Tampa. Both teams I don't know too much about, uh, except Garoppolo's coming back and he hasn't played that well. Tampa Bay, aren't they like a dumpster fire? So uh, those are just two unknowns. I wish I can give more insight, but I don't have any reasons to say why I should pick one team over the other. Even the percentage picked on these teams is is insanely low, like less than 0.5% on both teams. So it seems like anyone who's picking those teams are strictly diehard fans. Hey, I'm, I might be the same. I might be the same guy. So, like picking my, you know, diehard Lions fan week one. But I don't know. Lions, uh, especially compared to the Arizona percent percentage, is like beats them by like five x, like one point three three percent to point two five percent. So yeah, going back to the Tampa San Francisco, I'm over it. The Pittsburgh versus New England Patriots. No one's picked, like 0.0%, 0.07% of the teams picked Pittsburgh and 0.057% picked New England. That's smart. This is a matchup. Why, like, why would you waste your week one pick? Like, there is no lock here. Like, both teams have been shown to beat each other. 
Uh, they've won Super Bowls. They have multiple Super Bowl winning, like, or sorry, quarterbacks with multiple Super Bowl rings with established coaches and established franchises. Like, this is, yeah, avoid this one at all costs. For the reasons why you would avoid the San Francisco game, because they're equally terrible, these, te- these two teams are equally great. Avoid. Next one. Houston at New Orleans. This is a, well, there's two Monday night football games. Nice. So uh, the first Monday night game, Houston at New Orleans. I I don't have any reasons to pick one team or the other. I know, I believe Deshaun Watson is coming back from injury, or he, he's been light. Uh, he, I think he came back from injury, but has been generally, from what I've seen, especially in his rookie year. Or was it his rookie year? Or the other year. Uh, he's been fairly electric. Um, I know Houston did finish off strong uh, last year. I'm going to double-check this one now. I don't like making statements without... I mean, I love making statements without backing it up. Like, I love that banter, but uh, when it comes to sitting down and actually researching it, I should just make the extra click to at least give me one indicator of me being right. So, going back to my pick here. Houston. Houston. 11-5 and five Houston last year. Yeah, they're a strong team. Yeah, I think they're finished strong. Uh, yeah, they're facing the Saints. So, again, there's no real reason for me to say Houston can beat the Saints. Like, they can't beat the Saints, but the likelihood is New Orleans uh, should beat the Texans. But compared to, to all the other picks that I that we talked about, it just seems such, such a waste of a pick and a risky pick. Then, okay, I'm very confused about this last week. The 10, 20 Eastern time, and I guess it's for West Coast people. Uh, Denver versus Oakland. I don't want to touch those teams. I know Denver has a really stout defense, and Oakland seems like it's a burning fire, but everyone's bought into Gruden for like a 10-year plan. So maybe he's onto something. I don't know. But Denver's also pretty good from what I, what I saw, at least the defense. So I don't have any... I don't have any additional insights for this one. So looking at like my top candidates, the Lions, strictly due to my inside information, because I just did more research on that one. Uh, the Eagles, I'm wary about, but they are a strong pick. Uh, it's just the division rivals scare the hell out of me, especially week one. But yeah, so bad. Uh, Seattle definitely seems like it's a lock. Yeah, see, this is where I'm at, because I know I can... This is, like, this is my one chance to pick the Lions that I know can win. Not know, but, like, has a good chance of winning. Right? No, I feel dirty picking the Lions. I feel real dirty picking the Lions. Because I am dirty. I'm picking the Lions, man. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I just realized... Okay, so I hopped in to my fantasy football on Yahoo, which is still the same thing I'm doing for survival football. But I figure, eh, I have some extra time left. So, let's go through some fantasy football picks of Pick'ems. Now, I already said that the Chicago Green Bay game, I couldn't pick. And I thought I'd be boxed out of, like, picking picks for the rest of the week. Turns out I'm not. So, 
yeah, I can actually save all my information on here and depending on if this group fills up or whatever, I pick like, I mean, my team name is Drulish. I'm in a fans of Detroit and fans of Michigan group. So yeah, I don't know if my team's setting up, but if you listen and if you want to join up, hey, let me know. Let's uh, throw down some football. Uh, I know I need, I need to bone up on my football's knowledge and I, I freaking love it. Uh, I might actually just do more sports, sports gambling this year. Uh, I will see. Uh, anyway, I know I went through my insane analysis of the football pickums or the survival football, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I think uh, these football pickums should be a nice little way for me to end off this episode, just to recap my thoughts of the teams in general heading in. Um, if I okay, so so let's see, deadline is five minutes before each game. I'm on the page, and I'm going to go down week by week. And what Yahoo is doing, which kind of annoys me, is that they have a favorite and an underdog side. Which, I guess it implies, I mean, it could imply certain things, like, you know, what teams are underdogs, but eh, I don't know. Like, it, it makes it seem like always picking the favorite makes the sense, makes sense versus actually doing your due diligence. And even spending like five minutes on doing some due diligence is like way better than just guessing. At least in my opinion. So that said, the first game that is mentioned is Cleveland at Tennessee. I believe Cleveland has this one. I don't have to worry about like parlay or not parlays, like extra points or like beating the spread or all that. I just believe in Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore at Miami. If I'm playing it safe, I'm picking Baltimore. But I did mention the random Fitzpatrickness that makes me nervous. I might pick Miami as an upset. Uh, Minnesota at or, yeah, Minnesota is a favorite, and Atlanta's facing them in Minnesota. So this is one where I didn't do too much research because it makes me nervous to pick for a survival league. Uh, but Matt Ryan came off a phenomenal 2018 season, although I firmly believe Kirk Cousins is more than capable. And and I I can't even say this is like an underdog. Like this is a this is a flat out even matchup. So this is like makes this burns my brain into like fucking paste or something. Let's look at the information tab here. So 73% of people assume Minnesota's gonna win versus 27% Atlanta. They're full point favorite. Like I don't get Okay, I get that. Say, if they play 100 games, is it will they win 73 times at home? Like, assuming they're home, they play 100 times, will they win? I feel it's 60 40. I, I, I feel that long term, I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta's the better team. Like, wait, wait a second. What's this, what's this news? I clicked a link and it gave me some Atlanta stuff. There's no offensive t- uh, tackle because of their injury. Okay, okay, okay. And what's any major news with Minnesota? Now I'm using the Yahoo information because it's easier to use than freaking ESPN. Devin Cook is fast. He's very fast. You know what? I might have convinced myself to pick Atlanta, but I'm feeling... Yeah, I'm picking Minnesota for now. I might circle back. New York Jets. Buffalo versus the New York Jets, and Buffalo is the underdog. I am choosing the Jets. I just don't have much faith in Buffalo. 
uh, especially with their whole quarterback situation. Although, I believe they have a different quarterback than a year ago, so... Let's see here. Roster. Let's check these, let's check these fools out. Quarterback, Josh... Oh, wait, this is... Josh Allen and Matt Barkley. Didn't he play for the Bears, Barkley? Josh Allen, he was... Uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I just don't... I mean, it's possible Josh Allen wakes up and stops throwing interceptions. But facing at the Jets, I just can't pick Buffalo. At Philadelphia versus Washington, easily Philadelphia. Like, 97% of people are picking. Yeah, I've, I, I buy that. The Rams at Carolina. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm uh, putting Carolina as a favorable. I, I would say this is... This is one of those matchups where it says 86% of the people are favoring Los Angeles. I think this is a 50-50. Not only that, not, it's an at Carolina, and they are only two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I'm picking Carolina. I just don't see I just don't see it. Uh, Los, Los Angeles actually like winning most of the time. Uh, Kansas City at Jacksonville. I'd love myself some Patrick Mahomes. And I already, t I already explained why like this was a pick for me to avoid uh, for the Survival League. But I'll be damned if... Uh, like, I'll be damned if Kansas City is actual, actually a favorite. I'm going to double-check some Jacksonville stats here right now. So last year, Jacksonville finished... I'm pulling, I'm pulling this up right now. So yeah, last year Jacksonville finished. I believe they made the playoffs. No, no, no. They didn't make the playoffs. They they brought in Blake Bortles. Or they resigned him. They resigned Blake and then he stunk up the joint. And I believe they struggled throughout the season. Now, I don't believe their defense was the issue. And I'm confirming that right now. Let me pull up the 2018. There it is. So despite the fact that preseason doesn't matter, they lost their first four games. They didn't do that well last year, and they're bringing in Nick Foles. Let's see. Like I said, Nick Foles is sneaky. He's sneaky good. But I feel like I'm going to have to play a little bit safe here or just pick Kansas City. I mean, it's the right pick, too. Like, most of the time, I feel like Kansas City wins. Uh, Los Angeles, LAC, Chargers. <laughs> Remind me of Los Angeles Clippers, LAC. Versus Indianapolis. Yeah, the... The, the Clippers, no, seriously, the L.A. Chargers will beat Indianapolis, I think, pretty handedly. They would be my lock, obviously, in my survival, but um, I'm really trusting the Detroit game. Seattle, at Seattle versus Cincy. Always picking Seattle in this case. Most of the time they're winning. Uh, Dallas, at Dallas versus New York Jet or Giants. I'm picking at Dallas. Uh, I just don't believe the... Dang, this is a huge underdog, like, a swing. Dallas is seven-point favorites, and they're only 91% of the people pick them. That's like the other one, or it was like 92% for the other game. Uh, for, was it, the, the Rams, yeah. I don't know, something stupid. Yeah, interestingly enough, the LA Rams, yeah. There was 86% people picking LA Rams with a 2.5% compared to the 7%, or sorry, 7-point favorite. Dallas. This doesn't make any sense. Detroit 
is a favorite against Arizona. That makes me nervous because Detroit's terrible when it comes to that. Um, but I'm picking Detroit because I believe in them. And if I don't pick Detroit and they're in my survival, that's just being like a masochist, and I hate that. Tampa, San Francisco. I like how the underdog has more votes than at Tampa. I think people really love Jimmy Garoppolo, um, but I actually do, I do not know if Tampa is good. Like, I have no knowledge of this. So this might take me a minute to bone up on my Tampa skills. So I'm going to pull them up right now. Where's my Tampa? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me check out who's it's on their depth charts. If there's any notable people. Jameson Winston is still on. Blaine Gabbert's out. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. No? Yeah, okay. No, I guess Family Guy references, references don't really work that well. Uh, Peyton Barber. Kevin Smith. Okay. What are they known for? It's, nothing pops out. I might have to go with San Francisco just based off of previous history. Uh, I probably should have spent more than six minutes studying this beforehand, but uh, I'm just, I'm just going to roll with it. Pittsburgh at New England. I think New England always has the edge in this case. Like, just the, the stats. The stats, if I had say, Super Bowl champ wins most of the time. Yeah, pick New England. Pick New England just about every week, if you can. Uh, and plus, it's week one. It is week one, so that technically should give Pittsburgh the edge, but uh, the Saints are having football. And I'm, gonna t I'm just going to play the odds here. Houston at New Orleans. I have, I do believe Houston actually has a legit chance of winning, um, but it's not as it's not as disparage. There was it disparage. Yeah, that's not the word. It's not as wide uh, of a gap compared to the other teams. Uh, actually, it's the biggest gap. Sorry. So yeah, New Orleans has 94 percent of the people are picking New Orleans to win. I think, like, if you play, like, 100 games, I think Houston wins 30, 30 times. It, like, it's a lot closer than what these people are saying. That, that's all I'm saying. Houston can win. I don't believe they're going to win this week, though. Denver at Oakland. I... Sounds crazy. I'm going Oakland. In this case. Uh... Wait, what? 60% of people are going to Oakland, too? They made it seem like Denver was a big deal. Like, man, I was way off. Yeah. Now I'm even more nervous. Was there any... What's going on in Denver? I mean, this isn't a division rival game. Pulling up their depth chart. Depth chart. Wait, Joe Flacco starting? No, I didn't mean to laugh. But like, Joe Flacco isn't bad. At all. We got Colonel Sanders, Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, no, I take that back. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown is now starting. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this whole t t Antonio Brown thing is just... Maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but, like, I feel that Antonio Brown signed a huge contract and that he's now incredibly nervous that he's not going to live up to his potential. And that is eating him up inside. Because I guess he was a diva out in Pittsburgh, but everything he's doing just seems to imply that he just 
doesn't want to play in the NFL or he doesn't want to play a game and be judged, at least on his on-field performance, which is ridiculous enough because people are judging him quite harshly on all of his off-field antics, like with, with the whole helmet thing and was, didn't he get in like some kerfuffle with like a GM or something like that? And then he was supposed to be suspended. And then it says, I just pop up right now on ESPN, breaking news, Oakland Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown is now going to play Monday. I don't think that's going to make a big difference. I think Denver just seems better across the board. Like I, I didn't see anything notable last year with Oakland. Uh, now that they're going to be the Vegas Raiders, which that's a whole different rant all in itself. Uh, that leaves me with looking here. With a recap. There's no Green Bay. I, I, I missed that. So I got Cleveland, Miami, Minnesota, New York, Jets. Uh, sorry, he had the Jets, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Lions, uh, let's see, the 49ers, New, New England Patriots, the Saints, and the Broncos. Out of all the quote-unquote underdogs that I'm picking, I have three underdog picks that I feel fairly confident about. Now, there's one more thing I want to mention before I go. Oh, wait, there's tiebreakers. Tiebreakers. Yeah, word club. Uh, predict the scores of these games. Oh, Denver. I don't know. Like tiebreaker two. Who will score the most? The most. The most. My my Michigan's coming out. Who scored the most points this week? So terrible. I'm gonna hit save picks for now, because that's not giving me the option to pick. Oh, I guess who scored the most points this week? Who scored the fewest points this week? The deadline was Thursday. That's not cool though. Okay, I, I get it. I do this on Friday, and I. I I'm just, I'm completely just being jelly that I was a day late and I'm blaming, I'm clearly blaming Yahoo Fantasy on, on my mistakes. But uh, I, I think, I think um, going back to the football logic is that uh, a lot of these underdog picks, the way I see it, uh, I, I try to find the best, the best matchups that are either like have quote unquote big under, like, I should say that are underdogs that have great odds for like these underdog games. So if I were to look at, say, the spread here, like Washington, Philadelphia, uh, the line here is what? Minus eight and a half, minus 10, minus 10, minus 10, minus 10. Okay, that's besides the point. So I pulled up Vegas Insider and they gave me the uh, odds and spreads. And the spreads, it was like the minus 10, the minus eight and a half. And then the money line, which is my favorite line to take, because if you can find the right matchups, uh, you can usually find good underdog picks that, uh, you know, you might have a plus 340, which means if you put $100 in, if you win, you get your $100 back plus $340. Uh, so if you're able to find those types of matchups to where if you believe, you know, you might have a 50-50 chance based off of the information you've researched, uh, then always find massive underdogs because long term you're going to come out ahead, and at least that's how I at least that's how I do most of my like sports betting. And I rarely do this. I always try to take like more of the cold, calculated approach. So I always try to find sure bet ones. And, I'm, and I'll be I'll be honest, my DGen gambling days. I like to do that in casino. Just sports betting itself makes me way too anxious to watch a game, and it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I I'm not. 
I don't know. Unless if I build up a solid bankroll, I haven't developed a stomach to lose money via sports betting. Uh, poker, I literally have lost like, I lost $100 before I did this podcast, and that's what drove me to do this podcast episode. You know, I just played some poker, and it was just like, oh yeah, I just lost a $100 pot. Well, yeah, that, yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to winning bigger pots too, but it's not something I could stomach with sports, because it, I don't know, well, poker hand lasts literally like 20 seconds if you're all in. Compare that to a football game, which is three hours, or three and a half hours, you're sweating it. And that's, that's, that's crazy. Atlanta, Minnesota, I'm looking at, at these games. Um, the open here. So I'm on Vegas Insider, and they're giving me the, the money line now. So the Washington game, uh, depending on the sports book, if I went to stations, but played online, uh, I can get about, it's a plus 400. So if I put $100 in, I get $400. If I pick Washington to win at Philadelphia, that is not a bad pick. There are so many unknowns week one. That is a, I don't know, I feel that out of how many games, 100 games, I feel like Washington gets away from this one like 25 times, 25 out of 100, especially on a week one. So it's like one out of four. So I put $1 in. Now maybe it's like, yeah, no, because it's minus 500 if you pick Philadelphia, so... Yeah, so I think you're actually coming out ahead here pretty well. If my math is incorrect, let me know in that case. But like an underdog pick, underdog pick I would have is Washington. Uh, let's do this. Baltimore, Miami. Let's see, Miami is a plus 250. I don't trust uh, Fitzpatrick enough to give him the 250. Uh, anything, any other extreme underdogs. Let's see. I don't trust Tennessee to win. No one's touching the Carolina game. Detroit is a slight favorite. The Cincinnati-Seattle game. Uh, yeah, I just don't see. I don't. I don't see Cincinnati winning like out of hundred games. They win more than ten. So they have to give me like plus one thousand odds here. So no. No, that's even if it's plus four hundred, it's not worth it. New York Giants and Dallas. This is the one that is very interesting because I think this is an even matchup, and the fact that they're giving plus two seventy, plus two eighty. Uh, I, mean, I just don't. This is a division rival game, and it just seems the discrepancy is so big. I could be way off base here, but I feel like this is another one of those underdog picks that would make totally that would make total sense. And I wouldn't bat an eye. Wait, did I pick uh, New York? No. Uh, New York Giants. Like, I, this just seems like the... This is too much of a favorite. Especially week one. Like, So, yeah. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, obviously I'm picking Dallas to win, but, like, if I wanted to play the odds, like, I feel that it's it's a lot closer. I feel like that's a more, more of a 50-50. Like, the Giants... The Giants and the Redskins are the two like wild cards so far that that could pull it off I'm not going to touch the Pittsburgh game because it's only plus 200 the Houston New Orleans game uh, I mean I would love to trust Houston like it's plus 260 the only one that would make the most sense is to find one that's like plus 300 which there is one set open uh, so yeah if you find a casino that's like plus 300 I would probably say Houston could win 
Let's say at the Saints. I think he used to win like 35 times. Like, I don't know, one out of three. And considering you're getting, what, like three extra money plus what you put in. Because generally if you put in $300, one out of three, you put $100 in, you get $300. Okay, great. So this is more of like one out of four. No, no, no. I feel, okay, I feel like my math is way off here. Okay, I'm not doing math before we go to sleep. So, I'm done with this. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Droolish. I know this is a little bit different than the other episodes, especially considering the last one was literally 10-hour podcast split into five parts. So, if you're wondering what episode this is, for audio's sake, this is episode 9 or 10. Whatever it is. Yeah, this is episode 10. And maybe when I feel good about saying the actual episode name, because I, I, I feel dirty. Guys. I feel dirty that I placed the five-part episode of, like, podcast that I wanted to be 10 hours long. I'm not, like, it's, 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 I don't know. It, I had, I had it all planned out. You know, I spent, like, a lot of time coming up with that list, ranking it, and I went through the whole system of, of, of explaining it, only to find out that my fireside uh, which is like the podcast host they use only allows files up to like 100 megabytes, which that's on me. I should have done more research and would have thought logically, Hey, a 10 hour podcast might actually be a little bit more than hundred megabytes. So that's on me. Uh, that said, I pretty, pretty happy with the, with the result. I'm hoping to get my YouTube game up a, li- a lot more. Uh, if you want to check out the YouTube channel, uh, just type in Jerush Podcast and Google and YouTube it, or I'll link it in the description as well. Uh, I would appreciate it if you just wanted to subscribe and like, and just let me know what you think. Even if you don't like it, if you offer some constructive criticism, I would thoroughly appreciate it. And if you're going to troll, at least be hilarious, because most boring trolls that say you suck, you're terrible. Uh, I mean, I, I know I'm terrible, guys. So I'm just working on being less terrible at a time uh, and hopefully I find an audience that likes my less terribleness uh, I don't think I have any other additional news or whatever that might pop up uh, I'm thinking uh, yeah if like I said if you listen to previous episodes please uh, I don't know if you're leaving reviews or comments I'm going to actively do a better job of promoting the podcast I'm feeling a lot more comfortable now uh, now that I'm kind of writing again and putting putting more of my like social media stuff out there so so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty cognizant of the fact that uh you know my audience is gonna be very small but i'm i'm very very hopeful that i'm able to help and if i'm if i'm able to help you like i said let me know or if there are certain things that you like about the podcast uh, let me know and i believe that you know the more i put these podcast episodes out there uh, hopefully i can start building a fan base that enjoys part of my work and if you guys like what i'm doing then i'll be i don't know maybe i'll do like an email thing uh not be like oh i'm gonna spam you with emails but it's more so of a hey this is what's going on in my life hopefully you're fans of me or the stuff i offer you know uh you know i, I do writing and i want to do more youtube and comedy stuff too and so I'm in a lot of different directions, and for me, doing things that help and benefit others is probably something I'm very passionate about. So the only the only way for me to be aware of that is if I can either see it or 
I don't know, maybe hear it or read it? So, uh, in regards to me sucking, I, yeah, come on. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just like recording and hearing myself talk and hopefully be entertaining. And if you're still awake, I realize I've actually been talking a lot more in the, in the second half, which is the complete opposite of what I wanted to do. So if you like this type of episode, say a sports episode, that's great. But like, honestly, let me know. I can, I can just jam-pack most of these weeks similar, maybe enhance it, enhance it, and make the experience a little bit better. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make this, you know, a drillish podcast that's strictly sports. It doesn't make any sense. But if I'm able to produce, I don't know, two or three episodes a week, that doesn't feel straining for me to kind of think of subjects um, or, for, or for things that, for me to work off of, then, uh, I don't know, it, that helps give me a structure to work around and I could, and I could set more consistent schedules. So, and again, if you're listening, uh, you can email me to droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I think it's just at droolishpodcast, I believe, or at droolish. Or just uh, send me a message via email on droolish.com. I really don't know if you guys are finding the site, but, but I, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty excited about the direction of this podcast, uh, mainly because I'm just going to keep putting this out there anyway. So, uh, But hopefully, over time. Uh, you know, uh, what, what does it say? The One of my favorite shows growing up, uh, Pardon the Interruption, Tony Kornheiser. Yeah, he's the one that uh, coined this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take it. But, yeah, Tony, don't sue me, no. Um, but I am going to try to do a little bit better the next time. So, you guys, take care and dream easy.